0: Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca, and this is the podcast where I interview my friends and peers to figure out, well, how the fuck they got to be so confident. In this episode, I Skype with model, actor, and writer, Ireland Baldwin. We talk about the mind-body connection, the benefits of sitting with yourself and really asking why you feel the way you feel the importance of following through, and so much more. This is How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? with guest Ireland Baldwin. Hey Ireland. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, Thanks for chatting with me today about confidence.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited that you're doing this. Um,
0: I know you've, you've been super busy. I feel like you've been doing so much in the past couple of months.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I just felt, um, I appreciate you acknowledging that, but <laughs> I, I've i just felt like in the very beginning of this whole mess that it there was just such an un- healthy amount of pressure on being put on everyone, you know, via social media, or, you know, people in your life, or whatever, wherever you sort of feel that pressure coming from, um, to just keep busy, and to keep, keep writing, keep working, keep creating content, keep baking, keep doing whatever, and I think, like, in the beginning, I don't know if anyone else sort of relates to me on this, but I started out really strong, like, I was, like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing all this shit. And I, and I and even like the first or second day of being quarantined, I'm like, I can't get fat. I got to just bust out those workouts yeah. and do this and do, you know, and then it all sort of died out and all the emotions sort of set in. And I was like, you know what? Like I don't have to put all this pressure on myself to keep doing, you know, I don't need to keep starting new projects and starting new things and doing new things at this time just because everyone else is. But I figured it would be a good time to pick up all of, all of the projects and all of the things that I sort of put on the back burner for a while. So
0: like things you uh, actually love and want to do.
1: Yeah. And things that I just, I haven't, I really haven't had the time to do anything about because I've just been so busy working or again, like, I feel like this quarantine has essentially been sort of a blessing to some people in a way. Obviously I say that sensitively because I know it's been beyond a difficult time for a lot of people financially and emotionally and you know all of that of course but I'm it is a blessing in disguise teaching some people the importance of slowing down I feel like
0: yeah.
1: and um, you know I feel like it, it was a good time for me to just pick up a lot of projects that in the real world I would have let so many other emotions and things and traffic and the day and all the pressures from the outside world sort of set in and distract me from getting those things done. So I'm happy that I've sort of been able to pick some of those projects up and just set, get set and do them, you know? How did
0: you um, make the switch from being like, I have to work out. I have to bake. I have to do all that to like being like, no, wait a second. I let me slow down and pick and choose thoughtfully what projects I want to work on. Did, did something happen, or was did you just wake up one day and have this thought?
1: You know, I think, like, in the very beginning, you, and, and I say this obviously, like, there were so many things that people just all of a sudden, like, ev- and, and this is no disrespect to you or to me, but mm-hmm. this is the reality, especially of people in the entertainment industry and, mm-hmm. and creatives. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody sort of just freaked out at the same time, and everyone was like, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do a YouTube channel. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a baking show. I'm going to do like, everybody just started hounding each other and social media with like content. Cause they didn't want to, they're, you know, they didn't want to die out yeah. they didn't to be feel irrelevant, And they wanted to utilize this time to just create, create, create. And I think In the very beginning, I felt like this pressure, like, you know, okay, I'm not going to be writing because I'm writing a lot full time now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to be working with a lot of people. I'm not going to be in writing rooms. I'm not going to be doing all this stuff. So I got to just do it from home. And, you know, and then I had a lot of friends reach out, people that, you know, I say friends loosely, but people I do care about. And then people I'm like, I couldn't give less of a shit about reaching out to me, you know, asking me to do this podcast, write for this project, do this, do that. And I'm like, I think why it took so long for me to even get around to doing this one with you, because obviously I wanted to do this really badly and I love you, but like, it was just so overwhelming. My own, my own projects, my own pressure that I built up in my own head amongst just everyone else telling me what I should be doing and asking me to be a part of so many things. It was almost more pressure, I feel like, than even being in the real world. Wow. I don't know. I was just kind of like, all right, I need to, this week, I'm going to wake up. Instead of putting this off, instead of putting this one you know, podcast I really do want to do, instead of putting this one writing prompt that I really want to do. And, you know, just things that I've said to different, different people that I really wanted to be a part of those projects. And I was passionate about those things. But again, I'm putting them aside because I'm so like, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And, you know, I think what really just switched for me was, honestly, just getting organized and prioritizing the things that immediately were important. Like I'm very OCD, so I'm very visual. And if like my house per se is, is a mess, or if like I have a drawer in my room that I know is a mess and I'm thinking about it, I will think about it for three days straight until I clean it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I'll be trying to write all these other projects and do all these other things. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's like, I had to take a week to like feng shui my house, clean everything, repot my plants, like lay some new grass seed, do all these things in my yard. And then I was so clear minded from just some labor outside and getting outside. And I started making this like challenge with myself, get outside, run every day for at least, you know, two miles, get feeling well, get that over with in the morning And I just sort of honestly routine, I feel like is what saved me and what made me realize like, okay, now I have all this time and all this room to conceptualize and organize my thoughts and like spend the day looking forward to doing, which this is like my motto right now, but one day at a time, one project at a time, you know?
0: Yeah, 100%. I think it's very cool that you were able to, um, to like put a label on how you're feeling and then know how to overcome certain things and able to enable you to do what brings you joy. Cause I feel like it's, it's, that's really hard. I mean, it sounds easy, but it's not.
1: It is. And it's like, you know, you don't have to be the most, the busiest person in the world and you don't have to be the most successful person in the world to have you know a lot of a a lot of expectations with yourself and put a lot of pressure on yourself to do you know like for example you don't have to be like Elon Musk to be someone who puts an unhealthy amount of pressure on themselves to get certain things done like different levels of different levels of everyday tasks and work tasks and things overwhelm different people in different ways correct And I'm definitely one of those people who I just can't focus. I really can't focus unless I get certain things in order before I sit down and do even something like this. Like I wouldn't be able to even complete a sentence if I hadn't had done the things I needed to do for myself like today, like get that run over with, get, you know, this, that and this. And I think like I was saying in the very beginning, it was just about how much can I do now that I'm stuck at home? How many projects can I start? And how many things can I do in one day? You know?
0: Yeah. When did you realize that like, in order for you to be a fully functioning human that you need to organize and have a routine um, in order to, to just like live life? Is that something you've always known about yourself? Or is that something that you've discovered recently?
1: I definitely I, I've struggled with routine and time management my entire life, like since I was a kid, just being able to, you know, figure out, you know, a schedule, a schedule with my schooling, with homework, with classes and, um, you know, figuring out if I do if I get all of this done now, then I won't have to worry about it. I was so bad at like, really deciphering any of that mm-hmm. as a young so and even in high school and more so when I got to film school when I got to college I didn't complete I did I I, I was in film school for a very short while but when I was even then you know at that level of having a lot of expectations and having to have a lot of things done mass workloads done at a very you know strict kind of times you have like a very obviously hold on, I'm watching my my boyfriend like freak out on my dog because he's chasing I think the dog caught a squirrel there's like always a distraction so obviously I'm ADHD too if you can tell but anyway no I was so bad with all of that even as a elementary school kid as a high school kid as a, a kid in film school and even in my own adult life with like when i started working when i started modeling traveling when you know i had to get scripts memorized for auditions when i started doing i feel like when i was younger for sure and i'm still very young and i hate when people are young and they're like oh when i was young so i'm not doing that but i'm saying when i was younger i had a a much more difficult time than i do now because i think having more of a workload on me the last two years and taking on, um, you know, potentially running this business that I'm running now and having kind of no room for error. And with writing, taking on all of my jobs and all that I've done in my life was more about kind of self-employment and more about like, you know, of course I had agents and agencies and people that I had to, Respect their time and I had to respect clients time and show up and do this and that and and I struggled tremendously with that too as well not because of you know not because I was disrespectful or anything like that, but just because I Have always struggled with anxiety disorder my whole life mm-hmm. So I kind of let my anxiety get the best of me some days yeah. and that would definitely reflect on me as a professional And it would definitely kind of give people the wrong impression of me because I would be late or I wouldn't show up or I wouldn't do things because I just couldn't bring myself to doing them.
0: Yeah, that's how like your anxiety was manifesting.
1: A hundred percent. Like I've been that way since I was a kid. There was just, you know, I'd have my days. And I think, and I say this again, like really sensitively, because a lot of people go through a lot of different waves of mental health issues and things that none of us can even understand. But I I can speak for me and for my anxiety is that even though I have it, I feel like even though I have the anxiety disorder that I have, you know, I think our generation does this thing where it kind of cushions mental health in a way that it almost brings it into a space of it existing as an excuse, Hmm like just because you're you're anxious just because you're depressed just because you're all these things it's still not an excuse for how you treat people and how you show up for people and how you know you can't just always if i used my anxiety for every single time i was late for a job because 90% of the time i was late it was because i really couldn't bring myself i would be sitting outside of the job ready to go in and walk in 30 minutes early, but I would spend those 30 minutes trying to catch my breath in the car, you know? So like, what am I going to do every single time? Am I just going to tell people, Oh, it was anxiety. And they're supposed to be like, Oh, okay.
0: Right. There has to be some level of accountability.
1: Totally. And that's, that's the key term for me is accountability. And I think, When I got to probably the last, honestly, three, two, three years of my life were the years that I think maturity set in and getting really the right help for my anxiety that I needed. And that's so important. I think time management is everything. Like just really knowing how to spend, not being like a complete psychopath about, you know, how you spend your time minute for minute, but maybe just knowing exactly what you need to do to clear your head and get ready to do these things in your day, because you can't always fall back on the mental health excuse, you know? Right.
0: Right. Totally. In doing these interviews, um, I, I have talked to people who have said how much having a routine has helped them with their confidence. Um, and before this, I never thought that because I'm not really a routine person. I'm, I'm sort of the opposite. I, I feel boxed in when I have a routine. But as soon as I heard a couple people speak to it, I was like, oh, man, I could incorporate, even if it's not like a strict, you know, hour by hour schedule, I can pop in my meditation, you know, the first thing I do when I wake up. And then even having one thing to do that's the same is a routine for me. Um, so it's interesting to hear you talk on how how routine has really helped you. Um, do you consider yourself a confident person?
1: You know, confidence is a funny thing because I think I think when you acknowledge I think it's so it's such a funny word in the sense that like if you're someone who acknowledges how much confidence you have, you're usually the least confident person in the world. <laughs> and that's what i think is the funniest kind of ironic thing about confidence is that you know it's shown in so many different ways in people and a lot of the people that seem like the most confident people in the world really aren't internally
0: mm-hmm.
1: are the ones that you know but 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 truly are because they have a way with showing people and dealing with all of these insecurities and all these things that they have and manifesting it so that it becomes kind of like this shield that they walk out in the world with, and I think that that really is confidence more so than people who just sort of want to tell you how confident they are all yeah. the time. Those are the people that are really struggling the most. But
0: so it's almost like being being like uh, like like having self love and having like being authentically you is like. Uh, is confidence.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think confidence for me, at least, is I'm very aware of who I am, mm-hmm. and I'm very, um, I'm very unapologetic for who I am because I know that I'm, I know that I'm a kind person. I know that I'm a nice human. I know that I'm giving and loving, but I also know that I'm very stern. And I'm very direct. And if something doesn't work for me, you're going to know about it. If I don't like something, you're going to know about it. And I'm not a bully. I'm not negative. I'm not someone, you know, that likes to cut other people down for my benefit or anything like that. But I just definitely, I've been through enough in my life that I think the confidence sort of built itself. Mm -hmm. The confidence that shows at least sort of built itself because I've, you know, I've just learned and I've been that person who was cut down or mistreated in a relationship or in a friendship or bullied. And I've been through all of that in my life. And I think what I did was exactly what I said. I manifested it into something else and it just became like a shield of armor, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So you would you say that like going through these struggles and traumas, um, although very difficult they were, you feel more of a, like a confident, you know, self-aware woman on the other side?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. I think I, I would have not, I would not be the person that I am today in the, in in the, in the, in there's so many parts of me, obviously I have a lot of learning to do. And I, you know, I, I learn lessons every single day and I deal with a lot of emotional issues and I deal with all sorts of things like we all do. But I, I will say that the parts of me that I am proud of and the parts of me that I know will be here for life because I've worked hard to get here and to be able to be here mentally have been due to those struggles that I've had in throughout my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't had gone through those things, I honestly would be more afraid of what kind of person I would have become then.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think definitely having heard it all and been through it all and And not at all, because, of course, there's room for a lot more bad shit to go down in this life. But I'd say without those traumas and without those people in my life that have cut me down and the things that I sort of I used to care so deeply about and I used to read and I used to think about myself and all of that now just turned into something where I, I truly can say, of course, there are days where I care what people say about me. Of course, there are times where. Like, you know, a comment, especially with social media being a thing, like, of course there are times where I get really low about what some someone says and maybe I'm like on my period and I read something and it really just like pisses me off or whatever. Like there are sensitive moments, but I can truly and honestly say I really couldn't give less of a shit what people say about me because I used to care so much what people said about me and it was almost like a light switch that went off one day. And I will never forget the moment and the when and where that that light switch went off and it just it never got turned back on.
0: Yeah. Like, can you speak on that going from one to the other? Like, how do you make that switch from especially being someone who's a model and an actor and a writer and in, you know, the public eye because of all those things? How how did you make that switch into just like not giving a shit anymore about what people think?
1: I think honestly, like I was probably 16 or 17 years old and an article came out about me in the, uh, the post. It was the, uh, it happened in two stages. One was this day, which was the first, one of the first photo shoots I ever did when I was starting to come into my body and I wasn't like a young, anorexic, skinny little high schooler anymore. So I was probably 17 turning 18. And these, uh, photos came out that I did for the New York. I did like this New York post with my first toxic agency that I was with. And, um, these photos that I did this photo shoot on this yacht and it was just the most like it was the most not, it was so not age appropriate and it was just not tasteful and I was wearing these bikinis and this was this big fucking shoot and of course I wasn't going to say no or I didn't even know what no meant at that time right. because of, I was going to do whatever opportunity I had and impress my agents with my big flashy vomit New York agency that couldn't even mean like a, a fly's dick of importance anymore yeah. but... I, you know, I wanted to impress them and all this shit and these photos were hands down like the worst photos I've ever taken and I'm wearing these skimpy bikinis and I'm like 17 and my hair was bleached blonde and I look so much older than I even was and it was just such a terrible reflection of I was coming into like my body in such a way that it was just awkward, it was terrible, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't right by any means and when it came out, I remember being so excited, like that I was just even out in anything and, and being announced as a model with this big agency and all the shit. And I remember like reading the comments of the shoot on like a really stupid website, um, you know, like a trash Daily Mail type or TMZ or something like that. And I was looking at the comments, and every single comment, because regardless of who you are, usually the comments on those sites, especially Daily Mail. <laughs> and TMZ, they're like, you know, the worst of the worst of the worst. They are so bad.
0: Ever. They are they're- so bad. Not, it's I don't know what, what which article you're talking about, but just in general.
1: No, like it's the worst trolls from across all over that come together and comment on those articles. And I, you know, I just read comment after comment after comment of them telling me how fat I was and how, ugly I was and I you know will never look like my mom and what am I doing and all that like just the worst shit to read as a 17 year old with like no self-confidence as it is I
0: cannot imagine being 17 and reading I mean it's hard as a grown woman too but like being an adolescent woman like going through puberty and like having so many like hormones running through your body and also not having a lot of time on the earth to know how to process that shit that that sounds so fucking hard
1: well i mean it's also crazy because it's like kids these days like we didn't i had like you know myspace and like the starting of instagram back. so like we didn't have like comments and people on the internet like that necessarily constantly commenting like girls on TikTok who are all 16, 15, 17 years old, having all these people tell them, you know, how fat they are and how they look and why they shouldn't do this and all this stuff. Like I didn't have that growing up. So maybe kids these days have somewhat of a tougher shell, but I totally like took everything. I read every single comment. I let it all fester and become this thing, this monster inside me. And then it clicked that day for me it was the first day that I realized, okay, you're never going to read another comment again in your life. So ever since then, I never have read a comment on anything I've ever done on any article on any paparazzi photos that get taken of me. Wait, on any- since
0: you were 17? Never. I never
1: have looked at a comment. That again is a-
0: such a bold stance for a 17 year old to make. That is such a mature level headed, uh, I don't think that I would have been able to make that decision and stick to it. I know
1: how it's going to make me feel, you know, and I've even done, I've even done two films that were, you know, these smaller independent, little, obviously like work is work. And I wanted, you know, I did what I did, what I had to do. And obviously there's roles and little things I've done that I'm not proud of at all. And I wouldn't want the world to see, and even then, which I care very much so about my performance and things and 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 I want to know what people think, of course, but even then, I never look at what people said about the movies. I never look at what people say about anything because I just don't care. Like I did what I had to do and you and people would think, oh, well, if you don't care, then why don't you read them? Well, because deep down inside, of course, I'm always going to care what people say about certain things, but I have the control. And I have the say and whether I want to let those things get to me or not, or whether I'd rather just let those things exist out there. And of course, know that there are going to be people that are going to say shit. And now, when I was 19 or 20, I don't remember, but I got caught like there were photos of me, I think I was a little bit older, I was like 20 or 21. But there were photos taken of me, like super drunk on the street. And, um, you know, I have like some history with having had gone to, I went to a rehab facility, not for drugs or alcohol. I went to like a mental health rehab facility, um, after, you know, getting out of kind of a bad relationship that sort of messed up, messed my head up for a little while. I was in this, this program, which was also really hard, but a really toughening, having photos of you taken while you're in this rehab facility and having things like that come out it's also a very it really toughens your shell for me because that at that point I was like what the fuck else could come out about me that I could care like I just like things were happening at that time that I was just like there's nothing embarrassing there's nothing else that could possibly happen or be put out there about me that could make that could be any worse than this Mm -hmm. so for me i left that program like so clear-minded so free feeling so good about my body about myself having you know stayed in this program that i only needed to be in for a month i stayed for six months and processed like my whole life there that's so great having left that place i'll never forget the day that i had these photos taken of me and they were like, you know, cellulite, bad lit photos. And I'm walking through this grocery store and I've been working out and like feeling really good about myself. And there was really like nothing. I remember that was the first time I looked at the comments and they were all like, as you'd imagine, just like, she's in rehab. Oh, poor thing. Lindsay Lohan, this type, or she's going to shave her head. She's going to do this, whatever. And I remember literally sitting in the, in the car with my friend, And we were genuinely like, and I'm saying this in a genuine way, not in a phony or, you know, I'm just saying it to say it or put some sort of facade on. We were laughing and having so much fun reading these comments because I knew how hard I'd been working on myself and I knew how good I felt. And it was almost like the joke was on these people that were going out of their way to talk about like a 20 year old's body. Yeah. Like talk about, oh, she must be in rehab and, this person comments, you know, like, Oh, I, I know she's in there for like a heroin addiction, all this stuff. And I'm like sitting there with my best friend who's in this program with me. And she was in it for, uh, for drugs and alcohol. And, um, our other friend who was in the backseat was in the food, uh, dependency program. Cause she had like severe anorexia and had been there for like about a year and she has an amazing success story, but that was her thing was more food. And we're all in there all of us girls like all best friends with all different reasons and we're just reading these people's comments on my photo and my friend who I recently talked about on my Instagram she was one of my closest friends who passed away. She was like uh, the one of the funniest stand-up comedians I've ever known. Like she was just the best and we she was reading these comments in these different voices to me. <laughs> And, like, we were having so much fun in the car just doing that. And that's when I knew, like, officially I knew that, like, I really didn't care anymore, you know? Yeah. I was so sure of who I was. I was so sure of who my friends were. And I felt so good about the work that I had put into myself that it's, like, anyone could say anything. The photos were already out there. i already been in rehab. It's already a known thing. Everything was already, like, put kind of all the cards on the table. Yeah. It's like, no, there's no like feeling in my stomach of like my stomach drop, you know, because yes. these photos got leaked or anything. Like it couldn't even fucking matter at that point. And then right after that, I did one of my first modeling shoots with my new agency. And I took these nude photos for a uh, treats magazine, which is like a really well-known fashion uh, editorial magazine that does like all nude shoots. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was like, all right, my, my tits and my pussy are out there, too. Like, what the fuck else could be out there? Really? Nothing. Like, I'm not ashamed of anything anymore. And it was the most freeing thing in the world. That's like, so it was
0: incredible. So
1: and I'm like, that's it. Like, I have nothing else to worry about. These comments mean nothing to me. And now, I never look at shit. I don't even look at the articles that come out. I'm, I've ever but, you know, now I can read comments on Instagram. I can read comments on videos I put out on things I do. And of course there's going to be that person mm-hmm. and it just doesn't even, it doesn't, it doesn't bother even, you, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, do you attribute some of that mindset change to being in the mil- mental health facility? Do you attribute that, like, that, like freedom that uh, I don't give a shit what you think that, like almost turning the article comments around and like making these negative comments, something like fun and positive between your friends. Is that mental state something that you developed while you were in treatment?
1: 1000%. I mean, I had like just the best therapists. I had like the best group therapies. I had the best of the best of everything. And I didn't go to like some bougie socialite sort of rehab. It wasn't like that at all. It was very like down to the, down to earth, down to the point, like work through these childhood traumas, work through these things from the ground up, sort of like, you know, start with a foundation and, and build from there sort of thing. And I, I 1000% sort of attribute any, progress I've ever made with my mental health to that place because it's just of course I've had like tune-ups along the way and I think we all we all we all need tune-ups along the way however we find however we find that auto body shop but you know I I 1000% would say that everything that I've ever worked through in my life and have been able to have any confidence that I have now is because of that place. Wow.
0: That is incredible. Um, what a
1: gift. Being able to accept that I needed that and not feel ashamed for, you know, ashamed about talking about it, ashamed for being there, ashamed for any of it. I think your mental health is the most important thing as your, it's as important as your physical health. And I think you have to take the time in your life, even if that's a year, And you can, and I know a lot of people may not have a year to take off to do something like that, but if you do have the finances and you do have the ability to, to do something that you need to do for yourself, not even just a year, but even a month, whether that's a yoga retreat or whatever it is for you, like I 1000% think it's like a restart button that some people just need, you know?
0: Yeah. And like a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot of people, um, Some people do feel shame around getting help for mental health and it's just so important to like continue to actively push the messaging of there's no shame in it. Like it's truly the greatest gift that you can give yourself, whether it's, you know, weekly therapy like you said or yoga or whatever makes you feel good and uh, continue to grow is just so important Um, because, you know, some, some people still say like, why are you, I go to therapy every week. And then they're like, why are you going to therapy? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what are you going through that is causing you to go to therapy? And I'm like, just my, just life. (laughs) Like, I'm just yeah. like,
1: there's always going to be something you have to process, you know, or there's always going to be, there's always going to be things that come up, you know, it's not just like a one-time thing. And then from there life is just going to be totally easy and you're going to have all the tools to deal with those things. No, like there are going to be new things that happen that you're going to have to learn how to deal with that will test all of the work that you've put into yourself, you know? And I think you totally need to keep, keep up to date with that. And it's not ever going to be a one-time quick fix, you know?
0: Yeah. When do you feel most confident in your life?
1: Um, I think for me, the most confident I ever feel is when I'm doing something that I've worked really hard towards and I finally do it really well and really right. And I sort of get that feeling like, damn, that was good. You know, that is kind of probably, that was probably more so than wearing, being on any set, doing any photo shoot, wearing any outfit or makeup or being in lingerie or doing anything to me 1000% like whether i'm in like i'm training with my trainer and i'm in a boxing like i'm just in the zone and i'm killing it and i know i am and we're you know have like a really good session or whether that's you know really anything physical as well like anything i'm very athletic and physical and i like getting up and doing and I'm also someone who like won't stop like right now I took up rollerblading (laughs) Uh, it's not something because of the quarantine it's something this past year that I like really sporadically in the beginning but because of the quarantine I like I'm like you know what I'm gonna get new rollerblades I'm gonna do this I'm not gonna give up on it and like working hard towards something and then seeing yourself like footage of yourself that you filmed or had someone film for you or like, you know, reviewing tape or whatever and seeing like my progress rollerblading or my progress fighting or my progress in anything. Or if I do an audition and I know that I really felt that role and I felt that character and I know I did well, that's like confidence in a T for me is just knowing that, I did the thing that I love and I did it really well and I know I did it well.
0: Yeah, and I love that it doesn't, um, from what I'm hearing, it doesn't have to do with what other people's uh, impressions of your craft or your activity, it doesn't have to do with what they think of it. Like rollerblading is a solo activity, you know? And so if you're doing it, I love that your confidence can come with activities that don't require other people or other people's opinions.
1: People would think it's just like, oh, you know, when you put on your underwear and you post pictures, yourself you must feel most confident and it's not it's just not the case for me like it's so everything for me confidence is such physicality it's such like
0: moving your body
1: a endorphin rush it's such a feeling that you know I only got that feeling and I have to create that feeling for myself because I only got that feeling really when I was in high school playing sports and like I had or when I danced or whatever and I had like such good games and such good, you know, performances and things like that, that I don't really have anymore.
0: Yeah. How do you just, cultivate that in your adult life?
1: I think like doing, I think getting involved in something and really sticking to it. Cause I'm, I definitely have such a scatterbrain and I get really interested in one thing and then I want to do something else. And I try doing both at the same time and then end up losing track of both because it's just too much and whatever. But for me, like I, for example, like rollerblading obviously is one small example, but like fighting has been for me the last couple of years, something I've done consistently and I've gotten really into, and I don't post a lot about it. I don't boast about it. I don't do anything because I'm not at that level yet where, you know, I want people to know about it, but like, I mean, people do know about it, but I mean, just videos and stuff, like people love to like do something one time or get really into something and then just put it on their Instagram. And it's like, I think that that's putting in a level of accountability and pressure that is just like unnecessary. I feel like you should just share that experience and wanting to better yourself in that craft. You should share that with yourself
0: first. That's so great that you know that about yourself though, too.
1: I just, I see too many people and this may be just like a bitchy thing to say, but I see too many people do something and think that like, and this isn't, and this is not me cutting people down and saying you have to be some pro at something to post about it. No, but like, I think there's a lot of people that start posting about something that they're doing. And I'm one of them. Like I've posted projects or things that I'm going to do and then not follow through. And I've seen people not follow through with their, you know, cooking show that they started or bullet bowl- or whatever it is, they're bowling now or whatever. And it's like, why don't you just get on track doing it with yourself and holding yourself accountable and doing these things and then do it for you, do it for you. And then when you're ready to share it with everyone else, go ahead and share it. You know, Yeah, I
0: had another guest talk about that exact thing about doing it for you. And like, just you don't have to post everything on Instagram. You can I mean, post what you want, but you can also keep things to yourself and and just do it simply because you love to do the thing.
1: Totally. Yeah. 100%.
0: So how do you, so wait, fighting, what is fighting? Like boxing?
1: Yeah. Like I just, this year I got really into like boxing, kickboxing, jujitsu. And I started doing, um, I I mean, I was really getting into it before kind of, this is definitely not like a quarantine safe sport. So (laughs) like going to the gym and doing all those things, but I was getting really back into training and just, um, doing all different kinds of workouts that I sort of did, like plyometric training and all sorts of stuff I did when I was playing sports and dancing as a kid. And a month ago, or uh, like three months ago, I got back into dancing, like going back to classes. And I think like confidence for me, like the, the number one, like ultimate time I ever felt the most confidence was through dance for me, because it was something that I did so consistently bettered myself at work so hard towards that. Like I knew when I did something really well, how I earned, I earned that spot or I earned that feeling. Mm -hmm. And same with like just anything again, like it's so different for so many different people, but that for me is just the best feeling in the world is like just nailing something and then seeing people's reaction towards what you've done. I'd rather have, 100 million comments of people telling me how incredible that dance was or holy shit she can kick ass or whatever that to me I would have any day over people telling me I'm beautiful or anything like that
0: yeah that's that and and I feel like I wonder if you would have thought that same thing prior to this uh uncomfortable and not age-appropriate photo shoot when you were 17 I wonder like if like younger Ireland would have had the same mentality or if that's just something that you've gotten with experience and therapy and age and all that other stuff.
1: That's definitely a part of it. But I think when I was younger, I definitely felt that high the most when I was doing sports and when I was dancing and stuff, I definitely still felt that, but I didn't, but I, uh, but I I think at that age, like most of us crave like male attention and like pretty and figure out makeup and go to school and like you know your head is just spinning with so many things so now that I don't have any of that as a distraction in my life like of course like I like feeling pretty I like getting pretty I like dressing up I like doing all of that stuff but it's not it is not the same rush that the 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 two seconds that a man looks at you or the 10 seconds that you have someone pass by and look at you and look at what you're wearing and how you look and whistle and comment like that, none of that even feels like shit compared to like the high that you feel when you've worked really hard towards something and you see it out in the world now. And you're like, "Yep, like I did that. Or I, I feel that, or even like a performance, like you would understand, you know, like doing a performance that, you know, you put everything into and it, really damn good to do that feels so much better than anything any man or any woman or anyone can say to you you know
0: well it's almost like yeah it's like that um that confidence that gratification comes from within it's an internal thing versus an external um versus like hearing it externally like an internal locus of control versus an external one and it's like Mm -hmm. developing that uh because i definitely didn't i was all about what other people thought of me growing up and it's only recently um that i've even been interested in in changing that mentality because i didn't know any different you know sometimes when you grow up in a certain way you don't know what else exists other than what currently is um uh, so you find that like physically moving your body is something that helps you with confidence in other aspects of your life. Like if you were going to do like a fight in the morning and you had an audition in the afternoon, would that fight in the morning help you get confidence for that audition in the afternoon?
1: Totally. I think so. I mean, just like waking up every morning and being able to go on these runs that I've been going on, like, and I'm not a runner and I hate running like more than anything in the whole world. I really do. And when I say like anyone can do it, If I can do it, then I really mean it because I despise running. So I think like even just setting a goal with myself to run this loop and get 1.5 to two miles done a day really has impacted how I spend the rest of my day and how I prioritize. Like I just, I feel like it's like taking Adderall first thing in the morning And then being able to do everything that you set out to do that day and feeling really accomplished by the end of the day, rather than waking up and kind of having, you know, and I could get into that forever. I think that like that feeling, and I think confidence has so much to do with like, and I truly mean this, it has so much to do with diet and exercise and lifestyle and so many things because you could be feeling the sort of self-conscious way that you feel and feeling, um, anything but confidence when you're poisoning yourself, you know, and when right. you're not, and, I, and I'm, this is coming from someone who I do not eat. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not like the most healthy person in the world. I'm not any of that at all. And I'm not like, I'm not one of those people talking down to people who eat shit. I just bought uh, frosted. Oh my God! What did I just buy? Uh, what are those called? Fruit Loops, but they're with marshmallows. So it's like oh, like Lu- a
0: Rice crispy treat.
1: No, like Fruit Loops, the cereal, yeah. but with marshmallows. It's new. It's out there. It's called Lucky Fruit Loops.
0: Oh my so God! Like, I've never heard of this. Fruit Loops had a baby. Wow. I just
1: bought those. For example, like I still eat shit. I still have fun. I, you know, I'll, you have to live your life, and I definitely do but I feel the best about myself, I feel the best about really anything when I when I work out, when I feel physical, and when I eat right, and when I drink a lot of water, and when I'm taking care of myself, because everything sort of comes together when you're already doing all that other stuff for yourself. Like, it, as weird as it sounds, Like that's a huge percentage of it that you are already putting into the confidence that you're feeding the confidence, your, your body, your skin, your looks, your health, your everything, the way that you feel and wake up in the morning and want to take on the day. It has so much to do with what you're putting in. And it's not just all about, you know, like there's no like foundation. There's no quick makeup fix, no hairstyle, no hair color, no nothing. Those are all quick fixes. And I think, again, like if you need a change up in your life, a physical change up in your life, then hell yeah, I'm for all of that. Like I'm, I'm for, I'm even for plastic surgery for some people, if they need that for confidence, if you have no boobs and you want boobs and you get them, if you want this one little thing fixed that will make you feel better, I'm all for that 1000% but I also think people don't realize that the battle is as physical as it is mental, as it is, you know, anything you put out in the world expecting feedback, you have to do the work with yourself first, you know?
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, yes, that's, you have to do I'm. Gonna, I'm writing that down. You have to do the work for yourself. Um, and it's easy to forget that these daily things like, um, exercise and eating right that they bleed into every aspect of your life
1: they do they really do because you don't realize what toll all of that has on your body and on your mind you don't realize you wake up and you're like why do I feel this way like why am I I mean I'm not even kidding like and I'm very very open and very honest about the things that I go through and you know like yesterday was a really difficult day for me I woke up and i I probably cried like like eighty percent of the day was just spent crying. and I just didn't feel right. I'm like, all these things are going on in my head. I'm so depressed. I'm so like like ready to like move away to Hawaii and end my life and just like I'm like feeling all these things. And I'm like, all right, and I have to sit with myself and I have to say, all right, let's think about why you feel this way. A, you just started a really rough period, B. You're on antibiotics and antibiotics make everyone feel crazy like it's just a fact c did you drink any water today no did you do anything for yourself have you gone on your run yet no like all of these things are all factors that all come into play with how you feel about yourself how you look at yourself and as women more so than men you know we have a lot acting against us with hormones and with so many things that societal scandals.
0: pressures yeah
1: all of that like stands in between us being our most confident selves. And I think that's always going to be a constant battle and it's good to have a day. It is good to have a crying day. It is good to have a day to just let things out and to feel your feelings and everything. And I, I believe that 100% for men and women. And I think it's healthy, but at the same time, you have to kind of think like, you know, uh, like, I always ask myself, like, okay, what did you eat today? Why do you feel so foggy? And then I'm like, okay, wow, you only had two cups of coffee and you had like a Pop Tart to eat today. So obviously, you're going to feel the way that you're feeling right now. And then if I have like a really balanced lunch or a healthy dinner and a lot of protein and vegetables, and I start doing these things for myself, then I notice how good I feel and how much more confident I feel the next day and how I look at my hair and I look at my skin and I look at my body differently because I'm, I'm doing what needs to be done to put in the work towards feeling. And this is not, and again, you can be someone who is any size in the world and be the most confident person. You can be, you can look any type of way you can have, you know, and you can have an amputee, have a skin deformity, be a burn victim. You can be anybody and look any type of way and have this confidence. And this isn't going to say you have to have a six pack and a perfect body. Yeah, and it's be- not
0: about that. Yeah.
1: It's not even about that because my friends who are all weighing in at all different sizes and looking all different kinds of ways with cystic acne and with you know, all sorts of factors that are against them that would normally make anyone feel self-conscious. Like one of my friends that comes to mind, she is, uh, she's a model that like, or was a model for a little while and isn't anymore. And she's a plus size model and is definitely on the bigger side. And she, you know, she was like, I like being, I can't, I don't want to be I don't want to be too heavy. I don't want to be unhealthy. That's all that matters to me is being healthy, but I'm confident and happy with being plus size. Mm-hmm. And She got to like a plus size range that was healthy for her. And that, you know, she maintained and works out really hard and eats really well and does all these things, but is still plus size. And she likes that and feels confident and feels so good about herself being the way that she is because she's such a role model for other plus size girls that look at her and like, you know, want to be more like her and take care of themselves. And she has a thyroid issue really badly that she's never, she's always been big her whole life. And it's been difficult for her to lose weight her entire life. And, you know, it's, it's so inspiring to me because it's not about how you look. It's just that is part of it though, regardless of her size, she still feeds herself right. And she feeds her brain right. And that's like, important thing to me is how you feed your body feed your soul and feed your brain you know food wise feeding your soul creatively and you know there's just so many things you have to again put in all this work to feel that confidence and there are days and weeks that I don't because I'm not doing the work you know
0: right and I think it's so cool to me and something that I've been practicing too, and it sounds like you do it as well, is like when you are feeling a certain way, asking yourself questions like, okay, why did I, why do I feel this way? Did I eat right? Did I work out? Did I do something creative to fulfill my, my soul and what my soul needs? Because, I mean, I spent most of my life being like, oh, I feel sad? Okay, I guess I'll just feel sad for indefinitely instead of being like, okay, well, let me ask some questions and try to try to figure this out. Um, you know, I think that's very intuitive and I don't, I really don't think a lot of people do that specific thing. Um, not at all.
1: I mean, I think they just also think like, and this is such a like gray area, tricky subject that I could get into, but I won't, but I will say like a lot of people, again, think it's just a mental health thing and that, you know, getting they're on the right medication will do the trick and that's about it, you know? And it's like, There are so many other changes that have to be put into play. And of course there are so many necessary medications and medications that some people need. And I'm not saying that either, but I'm saying that I have so many friends and so many mentors and so many holistic mentors and so many people in my life who have taught me and who I've seen as examples who dealt with depression, who dealt with anxiety. I am diagnosed 100% OCD. I am diagnosed severe anxiety disorder. I used to have, you know, I'd go to the hospital with my panic attacks and all of that all the time. I live I live through that all, all the time, you know, and I am someone who is an example and I can speak for myself and I can speak for my friends and my mentors who have gone through the same experience as me, but medica- I'm not on any medication at all whatsoever. And the reason why I'm not, again, is the anxiety comes, the panic comes, the the depression comes for me when I am eating terribly, when I'm treating my body terribly, when I'm not doing these things for myself that I need to do, when I'm spending too much time on my phone, when I, you know, am isolating myself, when I'm doing these things that you have to stop and ask yourself, like, it'll make sense why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that doesn't say, like, people don't have – people do deal with a lot of things that do need specific things. And I'm not saying I'm a doctor and I know all the answers. I'm saying that you can see such a tremendous difference in yourself when you when you eliminate certain things, maybe drinking less, maybe smoking less, maybe doing – like, going, getting more steps, going, whatever it is. Like, it's so many little quick fixes, and you'll feel the difference, you yeah, know? Yeah, I
0: mean, and it's such an individual – thing too like different people different bodies different brains different chemical makeups everybody needs something different and it's about like being curious and what you need and then doing the work Um, I mean, I'm, and I'm someone who struggles with anxiety and depression and I'm on medication and it's like, I could be on medication for a short time. I could be on medication for a long time. What about the other things? Do I eat healthy? Do I move my body? Do I do things that are creative that fulfills me? Yeah. But on days that I don't do it, it's like, it's noticeable. And meditation has been huge for me. I don't know if you meditate, but it's been, um, no, yeah.
1: I, all of that. Like, I mean, I'm not, ai don't meditate because I, I, I'm way too ADD to meditate. And I found certain meditations with like Headspace is an app that I used, And like, I found certain meditations and things online um, that really helped me. But all of that, like, I stand by that 100%. And I have friends who, take medication who do you know who really need the medication that they take and maybe it'll be short term maybe it'll be whatever and I'm and I totally get that and then I've had friends too who like just rely on medication and then eat the way they do and totally abuse the way they do and then are like oh when I get off medication I feel terrible whatever and I'm like well you know I'm not a doctor but here's a little advice it's so many others so many other factors to the to all of this you know and yeah, I so mean-
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have a family member who I can, I feel like uses medication to numb out and not do the work, you know, like who doesn't, doesn't go to therapy, uh, takes the medication and is like, okay, this is as far as I'm going to go. See, look, I'm healthy. And meanwhile is like has narcissistic personality disorder and is not, you know, not doing the work at all. And it's like, well, that's not healthier great either.
1: It's conditional for some people. It can't be. It's like, you can't have one or the other. You either have to find the balance in both, or you have to be someone like me where I, you know, I can't take medication. I can't like, it's just, it's different. It works differently for me. It makes me feel terrible. It makes me feel worse than I already did. And I am someone who I had to find an alternative and I'm very holistic and I'm very against prescription medications for the most part for me but I do know the importance in it for a lot of people. So it's not like I'm completely yeah. shut off, but I'm someone who like grew up not even taking Advil, not even taking, I, like I'm on an antibiotic right now and it's my first antibiotic and maybe my set, third antibiotic or second in my entire life. I never took antibiotics growing up, I never, ever. And this was like, I needed it really badly this time around. Mm-hmm. and. Like, even that for me, like, it's just there were so many, and this is like a very silly example, but antibiotics really do, like, aren't good for you and they make you feel like crazy, even though they're doing good things for you and they're helping you. And a lot of people, like, you know, direly need them for certain infections and things. But, like, even right now, like, this antibiotic was making me really depressed and it was making me feel crazy. And I'm like, why do I feel like this? And I feel jittery and I feel sick and I feel all these things. And like, and then when I realize, oh, okay, it's because of that. Plus I ate, you know, I drank right. no water, and just ate shit. It's like having those conversations with yourself doesn't make you crazy. It actually just really helps,
0: you yeah, know, it just helps you get to know yourself. And also you are probably like your body is a more sensitive, um, vessel too. So, you know, things, things affect you physically and mentally, uh, maybe more so than other people, you know, everybody's different. I relate to that too. I'm very sensitive as well. Um, I was. I have so many more questions to ask you, but we already hit an hour. So I guess part two, I want to know what you're writing. I had no idea that you're a writer. Yeah. I mean, I'm,
1: I pretty much just write. I, I, it was kind of like a crazy weird turn of events this year. I started writing, um, I was writing a television show for like the last five years of my life that you know I never really saw as or having any potential in that television space. But I, um, you know, I, I really learned how all of that works. I started working with a friend of mine who works for a network and sort of explained to me kind of what it takes to get a script out there in the world and to that degree. And, um, you know, kind of showing me the ropes of how any of, I really had no clue how difficult that was. And I had no clue how I only know all, I know everything from in front of the camera. I don't know how things worked behind the scenes and I didn't know what the world and the day-to-day life of a writer pitching television shows and ideas and concepts and things for, you know, networks and people. I didn't know what any of that really was like at all. I didn't go to school for any of that. I didn't, you know, and then when I saw all of my friends who either never went to college, never went to film school, dropped out or whatever their story was, making so many incredible, making just crazy content, music videos, like doing, working for this artist, working for this stand-up comedian, doing this, doing that. I was like, holy shit, like what am I doing? I don't have to feel I don't have to feel bad that I didn't get this, you know, that whatever whatever degree. I don't have to feel I don't have to feel bad about any of that. I can pick up and show people what I, I can work hard, pick it up and show people what I've got, you know? Yeah. And I I just really got into the comedy space after I did Uh, the Comedy Central roast of my dad. And um, I had a really fun time writing and doing the roast that I did there. And then from there, I was so interested in writing comedy that I met all the right people and just started kind of writing skits, writing sketches, getting back into writing my show that I had been working on since film school. And then I started getting in rooms right before the pandemic sort of hit. I started just, um, you know, pitching it to different networks and seeing what space it would be able to exist on and, you know, trying to get the right people to back me and work on it. And um, it was definitely getting somewhere. And then obviously, like most of us, we had something really exciting happen and then this happened. Yeah,
0: my fiance sold a show, uh, a comedy pilot and um they sold. he sold it they shot it they made it and then the quarantine happened so,
1: exactly. so we were like about to shoot a pilot yep. and I can't obviously say too much about anything because yeah. I a don't want to jinx it and b I literally legally can't but yeah. I you know was really excited I kind of I've that has been a dream of mine to be a writer to be a producer to act in something that I've written and right. produced so it's that you know, that was really exciting for me and I felt like I was getting somewhere with it and I still do feel very excited about you know what's to come obviously I have no idea where the world is going to be after all of this you know, but um yeah I'm, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying I think writing is something I've always wanted to do my entire life and I never really knew how or when or where yeah. And I just sort of started and I just met the right people and then I write with them and I do little jobs for brands and things and it's been really fun. That's
0: incredible. I love that. I love that talent that I never knew you had. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to recap Ireland's tips for confidence because I've been writing them down this whole time um, so that the listeners can kind of uh, hear it all again. Okay, here we go. Routine, routine, time management, being self-aware, being unapologetically you, going through struggle, don't give a shit about what other people say, being sure of who you are, free yourself, therapy, do something you love, move your body, uh, showing progress in the things you love, get involved in something and really stick to it, do it for you, hold yourself accountable, earn it with hard work, setting goals for yourself and follow through, diet, exercise, and lifestyle.
1: What do you think? Yeah, I think that's pretty much that is that is it. That is that is. Confidence. Oh wait, one more.
0: Yeah. Sit with sit with yourself and ask why you feel the way you do. Forgot about that one. It was on the next page.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly think you know that that's really the gist of it I think it takes time and I think it takes definitely it's not something that's just going to happen it's not a checklist where you check each one off and then that's it Mm -hmm. but it'll take a little time and you'll start to see that the more you take care of yourself regardless of your looks or your quirks or your you know lack of whatever in your mind you think you're lacking whatever it is it doesn't matter it's just as long as you're in the right headspace and you're taking care of yourself those are the most important things
0: this has been such a treat I have enjoyed chatting with you you are just so well spoken and I feel like you really know who you are you really know yourself and I think that's such an incredible quality to have in a human being
1: I really appreciate you saying that. It's definitely a work in progress, but I'll be, I'll, be, uh, I'll be working on it every day for the rest of my life. And when I feel myself slip, I definitely will now write down your checklist of my words
0: <laughs>
1: and remind myself that I have work to do.
0: Yeah, same. Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? I'd love to hear from listeners about things that have helped you build your confidence. Whether that's a mantra, a routine, maybe a favorite book or an event that you went through, leave it in the review section. Or if you have a question regarding confidence that you'd love to hear discussed on this podcast, you can leave that in the review section as well and I'll check it out. Thanks again.